It's a numbers game with your host, Gil Alexander. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Hour number two of a numbers game right here at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Visa.com, the Visa app, Fobo Sling Game Plus, and of course, iHeartRadio. It's Gil Alexander. We get tweets. Crackman coming up, by the way, in a minute. We get tweets at Beating the Book. I haven't read any tweets yet today, uh, Jason. What's going on? Uh, we get tweets at Beating the Book. Always appreciate the uh, the feedback. Uh, let's see here. Jay, touchdown, Jay. Touchdown, Jesus, he calls himself. Uh, Gil casually referring to unheralded MC Red as a solid foundation of rap knowledge. Why, thank you, sir. Why, thank you. Uh, three Jack H, 3131. Slide, Gil, slide. Oh, I was asking... Uh, that's amazing. All these, all these sports, all these bets you make, and this is what people uh, catch on the show. I was debating: was it slide or was it slide or slip, slide or sneak into your DMs? He's telling me it's slide. Thank you for the clarification. Appreciate it. Bill McNeil. Hey, Gil. I would be hesitant to go big on Jimmy G. Talking about the uh, Niners' first snap prop because there's still the possibility of a trade out there. Yeah, I don't think they're trading Jimmy G anymore, man. With all due respect, Billy, uh, I think when they when they drafted Trey Lance, that was sort of the end of that. Not to mention Mac Jones going to the Patriots, which also sort of eliminated one suitor. But I, I think with Trey Lance, again, out of North Dakota State, you got to keep Jimmy G. I don't think there's a trade there. Uh, let's see, Mr. D. Uh, Gil, when you happen to occasionally slow down to say draft kings, it sounds like giraffe kings, and I get a silly image in my head. <laughs> I just, I'm just, just reading them. Just reading them. Uh, so someone's saying, Coach Bryant is saying that there was an offshore that had the in-game total at 31 and a half. Um, what was it? It was, uh, oh, we're talking about Isner and Rublev now. So 31 and a half, which was 13, it was 22. I would have totally gone over. Because, and let me just explain to people what we're talking about here. So, and I was saying the one that I was looking at didn't, isn't, wasn't offering totals that books have gotten hip to this on Isner matches. So John Isner is the American tennis player who is six foot nine inches tall and has one of the greatest serves in tennis history. So much so that if you recall, the longest match in tennis history was a Wimbledon match uh, some years ago where it had to go into the next day because Isner's deal is you cannot break his serve and he is hardly a threat, at least in those days, to break your serve. By the way, there was like 70-some games played in that, in that fifth set. Don't hold me to that. Off check. It was more than that. I think uh, I want to check on that. Uh, Isner longest match ever. I'm going to Google while I'm doing this. But um, so Isner is playing Andre Rublev. It's in Madrid. It's on the clay. And so the the score in the first two sets was seven six three six. So that's a total of twenty two games. So in the third set, what you assume is one break. At least that's how I will do it in game. You'll assume one break. That would be a 6-4 standard, and that could change based on who's serving first. But 31.5 would be 9.5, basically, for the third and final set. And in an Isner match, where you're most likely to get to a tiebreaker more than anything, I would have immediately bet the over on that. But I didn't have it available. Anyway, as it, as it goes right now on serve early in the third. So just to sort of give you an insight to betting a John Isner match in-game, that's all there really is to it, in-match. But he is like, again, I don't know if there's an equivalent in another sport. Someone who does one thing so well and everything else so, you know, in such mediocre fashion. Um, Alejandro, so are we back to the time of the year to wake up 4 a.m. to read an article, put into bed, and trust in Dan 
the wife will kill me. Talk about Dan Weston with tennis. Uh, yes, we are back to that time of year because with the it you know with the tour on clay and in Europe, everything we do is sort of in the middle of the night. And so yes, we are to the point where we are we're entrusting uh, anything that Dan will tell you. Uh, Drew Densick is great at tennis. Uh, the three of us will bet tennis all day, all night. By the way, Felica's into it too. He's into it. Tennis is, is, I don't know why, again, I'll just end it with this. I don't know why Americans don't bet tennis the way that the rest of the globe does. But it's just not a sport that, uh, that we gravitate towards. But I will tell you, uh, it's my bread and butter. More than anything these days. Um, I got some baseball picks coming up. Should I mention them now or should we wait till the next segment? Let me mention them now. Yeah. Yeah, let's mention them now and then we'll get to crack. Uh, okay, so I'm betting two here, Jason. One, I am on the Milwaukee Brewers. I am on the Milwaukee Brewers. It's Brandon Woodruff against Zach Wheeler. Uh, I am backing the Brewers this morning. Uh, what's the price I'm seeing right now? Do, 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 do. It's minus 115, minus 118. I'm putting the bet in right now. Brandon Woodruff. Brandon Woodruff uh, and the Brewers, Gil Alexander, right here on a numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, VEASAN.com, the VEASAN app, Fubo, Sling, Game Plus, and iHeartRadio. Uh, Brewers bet in there, Brandon Woodruff against Zach Wheeler. I have no problem backing Woodruff at this price. Uh, Woodruff on the season with a 1.80 ERA, but his advanced stats, I mean, almost just corroborating those, 2.135. The XFIP's a little higher at 2.98 because his home run to fly ball rate is so muted. So that will get worse at some point. As Babbitt has been fortunate, 222. Even his strand rate has been fortunate at 80.4%. So he's definitely gotten the best of it. But still, that doesn't mean he's not good at pitching. just means he's not quite as elite as he has been necessarily. But at, we're showing minus 115 consensus. Give me the Brewers over Zach, Willie, uh, Zach Wheeler and the Phillies. That's the first one. And then I'm fading Mad Bum. Despite a uh, recent seven-inning no-no for Mad Bum, the great three-time World Series champion of the San Francisco Giants, now with the D-backs, have no problem fading him today, um, backing Lopez and the Marlins. Lopez, Lopez and the Marlins at minus 137. So it is the Brewers and the Marlins for me, both favorites, both sort of short favorites, but I'll take both of those teams, um, really backing Wheeler and fading Mad Bum, though I love Lopez, to be honest with you, with the Marlins. Again, Marlins in a division where they're, uh, they have a positive run differential, and the rest of the uh, division has a negative run differential, and they're in last place. So those are the two bets in Major League Baseball. Preflop, 9-5 and five I am on the season here on the show. Nine, oh, no, one of my ten, I'm 10-6. and six, Pardon me, 10-6 and six on the season here on the show with baseball bets. I believe I'm 10-6. and six. Uh, Looking to improve on that, get back to uh, two out of three if I can hit both of these. Now we bring him in, the crack man, everybody. Bill Krakenberger with his uh, intro music. There you go. Unscripted with the crack man. How you doing, Billy? Good. Back at the home studio here this week and uh, feeling pretty good. How about you? Everything good? We're doing very well. You know what, Jason, Jason, ask Bill what you just asked off off air. When are you coming back in studio, Bill? There you go. Oh, yeah. I I, I guess I could have came in today. I wasn't really... uh... Thinking about that. So you got some. So does, does some of the guests come in that live in town, or you guys have some, some people on, on property there? No problem. Uh, Las Vegas Chris came in town. Came into studio. Yeah. 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 It's been primarily decent. Uh, primarily decent host, host, but you know, I think we're. I think we're ready. I don't know. I don't want to say anything out of turn. Yeah. By the way, the yeah. By the way, the Isner. I just want to say this, Bill, because I, I looked up the Isner match that I was talking about. Yeah. Uh, John Isner in June of 2010, the longest tennis match in in history. 
the, the tennis match lasted 665 minutes. That's 11 hours and five minutes spread out over three days. They had to change the tiebreaker rules because of this uh, at the All England Club in London for Wimbledon. The final set, 70 to 68. I am not making that up. 70 to 68. Uh, John Isner beating uh, Nicholas Mahout, 2010 Wimbledon. Just wanted to wrap a bow on that. How you been, man? Good. Yeah, you know, um, Gil, I was in the wind last night. I seen the partitions or you know the plexiglasses coming down. I don't know if you know about that or not. Yes. So, so uh, I noticed that, and um, I just want to remind everybody, and I'm not going to say who. Let him come on the show or talk to you about this. Uh, a f- good friend of the show, good friend of the network, he just lost his brother last week. Oh no! And to, to COVID, and I was, I probably got put in check a little bit, Gil, because here was a guy that was relatively healthy, around my age, and um, no pre-existing conditions, and more importantly, he had both shots. So, oh no. Uh, to- to have both shots, and you know, I kind of wow. I, I I don't know. I guess I just re- thought. And by the way, it's not like he had them and he caught it that week. He had them for almost a month. So the second shot for almost a month. And um, I, I probably was put in check when when I heard this. And it, I've been thinking about it because I just uh, I, he's a good guy, one of my favorite guys. Actually, we talk almost every day, at least three times or four times a week. And uh, he, again, friend of the network, I'll let, I'll talk to you about it off air. Yeah, I was gonna I, say I, I genuinely I, I, don't know who you're referring to. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Un- unfortunately, but I talked to him a little bit about this, and it's just kind of. I, I, I guess I'm a little bit. I don't want to say naive. I'm not a news guy. I don't follow the news. I don't follow politics. It's just not what I do. Um, I'm not gonna make no difference there. So I just don't really follow it. I just. I probably thought you get your two shots and. Uh, you're probably uh, good. I, I'm not thinking that it's, you know they're only effective 95 percent of the time or 90 some percent, whatever it may be. And um, I probably didn't think you could get this uh, disease to the effect where you could die from it. And especially a guy with no pre-existing no pre-existing conditions, healthy guy. Um, it put me in check, man. So I'm still being very very careful. And, um, yeah, I think the only thing we know for sure, Bill, and, and I don't want to yeah. get into this, right? But since you bring it up, no, I'm sorry, I, I even no, that's okay. It up. The, the only thing, friend of the show, yeah, no, absolutely. I think it's worth saying. I think the only thing we know for sure is that we know nothing at this point. Yeah, right. We're too yeah. close to the pandemic itself, still historically, to have uh, the proper medical perspective on it. So we, I'm sure. You know, five years down the road, however long it's going to take, when they start to make, you know, documentaries or dramatic movies about the pandemic, by then we'll probably know things that we have no clue about today, like why it behaves, how it behaves, you know, with certain folks. Uh, And you're describing, I mean, again, you're right, there's 95% or whatever the percentage is, is not 100%. And so what you're describing is just, you're right, it's sort of jarring. It's like, wow. And it could even be like a new strain or a new uh, variant of this. I I don't even know. Yeah, Yeah, I don't even know. I I really don't. I'm kind of out of it like that. But I just... Um, what did, what did the wind to... what did the wind bringing down partitions have to do with that? Was that oh, just a separate thought? Oh no no, just something I was going on. To, oh, okay. normally our unscripted show, just some of the things I oh, remembered okay. that I wanted to talk about. I noticed the wind had uh, their the, the, the partitions off the poker tables now. So um, I thought that was kind of interesting. Really, if you think about it, we're touching the poker chips. You're kind of touching the cards. You're you know um, 
I, I don't even know if there was a need for plexiglass, but but I mean, uh, that's the way most of the casino, well, actually, I think all of the casinos, really. Um, when I was back in Jersey last week, I noticed that um, they have it pretty good there. They're actually, the way they do it, it's not really a big intrusive type of a glass, I, I noticed. Um, and plus, I didn't know this. New Jersey casinos, and someone could correct me on Twitter if I'm wrong. I, I mean, I think they went totally smokeless. There's no smoke in uh, in Atlantic City at all. I think you have to go outside to smoke. Oh, that's I noticed a beautiful thing. Yeah. And hard Rock. Yeah. I thought it was kind of interesting. You know, it's funny when uh, people point out sometimes on the Showtime show we did. I, I didn't even know I did it. It was so spontaneous. But one of the scenes I said, you know, someone was smoking next to me in, in Southport. And I'm like, is everyone smoking here? <laughs> and they right. put it on the show. Yeah. Oh, God. And the answer um, is uh, many do. The answer is many yeah. do here at the Southport. Well, no. you know, it's a gambling joint. Let me tell you yeah. something, though. The true gambling joints, you go on like the Gold Coast, the Orleans, uh, the, the South Point, they're gambling joints. Sun Coast, these places are, 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 are gambling joints. A lot of the other places, they have visuals. They have, you know, the fountains and, and the atriums and things to walk around and see. You're not seeing much except for uh, some cards flying in the air and, and, uh, and guys smoking cigarettes in these uh, local joints. So. Um, yeah, the, you know the the plexiglass thing is interesting because I'm, I'm you know it's funny how I I recall Steve Zabin, who to me is the greatest uh, sports talk sh- show host who's ever existed in Washington D.C. He comes on the show periodically, uh, loves Zabe, but he he talked about how he envisioned this was last year when he was on the show, how he envisioned one day like a a graveyard of plexiglass on the of plexiglass on the side of the freeway in Vegas, right? It will just be this this strange image of what we lived through with that. And I think, you know, and, and you'll correct me if I'm wrong here, for those who are wondering, hey, what's Vegas like now as we do this May the 6th, 2021, you know, a year and uh, three months since we all kind of, a year and two months rather since, you know, the conference tournaments shut down uh, last year. It, it's kind of like uh, everything's I don't want to say it's completely back to normal, but like there, it's gotten so close to being back to normal that now, like little entrances of certain buildings that had been closed throughout the pandemic, now even the last of those have been opened up. So like there's you know there's a quick entrance from my building to another one which had been closed. All of a sudden now that has been opened, and that to me is the symbol of that. That was like the last gate to fall, because shows are back now. Oh um, yeah. You know, residencies are starting up again, primarily in July they're starting up, but but comedians are coming back in town, concerts are happening, shows are being advertised. Uh, Bruno Mars, who's probably the biggest sign of, oh, he's back, uh, he's got five shows coming up in June. Good luck getting tickets, by the way. Um, those, I mean, those are all the signs of Vegas, and so it really, you know, listen, whatever you think about, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, that's the state of Vegas right now, and I, I'm sure you've found the same. This is going to be the summer of spending. Trust me, uh, there, there is um, people have money, man. Just look at the town. Look, look, look at the people coming. And look at the weekends. I mean, this this town is jammed. And you know, I had some. I had a buddy that was staying at Bally's last weekend, and he said that when he got in there and, and went to go check in for his room, they made him wait like five hours because they had no rooms. So they're they're overbook they're overbooking reservations. These are these are oh, monstrous. These are properties with. Thousands and thousands of rooms that are sold out now in in May. I mean, um, 
You know, what's going to happen here? This, this, you know what, though? Anyone knows the best months to come to Las Vegas, really, uh, I'll say, is May and maybe se- September. May and September, great weather, um, great, you know, great fun, especially September. You have football. And uh, so, so it's really this people have been stranded inside and stuck inside, I should say, for a long time. And, you know, the last couple months, they're starting to get out more and more. Um, Vegas is, is hopping. Atlantic City's hopping on the weekends, too. Can't move. I mean, it's packed on the weekends. People are spending. People are coming out. But also, like I said earlier in the show, just, uh, yes, you still have to do that uh, carefully. And, and, and you have to make sure that you're, uh, you know, I, I know the social distancing's down. I think it's three feet in, in Vegas now. But, you know, no one follows it anyway. Let's, let's face it. You go in a casino, you see how they crowd up. It no one's really policing that anymore. Um, I just hope there's going to be no, no, no fallout here from the future. But I'm listen. I, I want the spending. I want people in the casinos. I want people in the sports books. Um, I, you know, we need that as a nation. We we need that. We just have to do it uh, responsibly. That's all. So um, about sports betting, you know, Betfred. We talked about this. Betfred has a spot over at the new Virgin property. Which, by the way, just looks like the Hard Rock with a new lobby kind of thing, uh, with the lights with the lights a little less dim, I should say, um, to, to hide to hide some of the Hard Rock's uh, charm, if you will. Um, so the uh, you know Betfred is not licensed yet; that's going to be there. Uh, do we think we're getting? What are we getting at Resorts World? Do you know? I don't know. You know, um, I, I don't know what we're getting there, but I do. I've heard some rumors, which I'm not going to say right yet. I've heard we're getting. I, I heard some of the big guys are finally uh, making their foot here in town. And I'm told by NFL season there's going to be a very big sports book uh, from back east represented here in Nevada. I'm hoping that's true. Oh, so, I'm, uh, we, we, yeah, I'm yeah, guessing we need that. I'm guessing it's going to be perhaps more than one, if not by Good. football season. Yeah, I, I think. And, and I and that's really what I you know, when I have conversations here on air and, and some some bookmakers have been super forthcoming and super honest about their opinions on that. Others sort of, you know, uh, they sort of maintain their old school mentality about it. But I think this place will change dramatically. And it will, of course, it will change dramatically. That's not a prediction. That's going to happen. And how do you think, how do you think some of the old schoolers will fare in that new environment? They're going to have to uh, adapt. They're going to have to keep up. Trust me. These guys uh, have been fighting and successfully fighting this uh, for a while here. So uh, I think the gaming board is taking this time and, and, and uh, you know, looking properly at each book to make sure they're they're OK to be here in town. But I think maybe also they've been influenced a little bit. Um, the, the, you know, it's the old good old boy way here in town. And I like that for uh, the most part. But, you know, me being the sports better and I, I need these other sports books here because, you know, when you have a DraftKings or a FanDuel, a points bet, when these guys make their make their way and, and are in here in Nevada, I just think that's going to hurt some of the other operators um, mobily. So obviously it's going to be mobily. So I just think that they're going to have to offer some of the bets that they do or, or change their ways a little bit. Or, um, you know, there's some operators here in town that still don't even put uh, things on the, uh, on the app that, you know, proposition bets. And it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy. So um, they're going to have to adapt them. I I feel. Well, am I right? And you'll, you'll please tell me if I'm wrong. Am I right that what prevented some of these bigger operators coming into Nevada, because let's face it, Nevada, while it does have Las Vegas, not the most populous state. So it's not as if, you know, these other major books 
you know, died to be here, you know, yesterday. They just they would they would come when it was appropriate. That the biggest hurdle was that you didn't have mobile registration here in the state of Nevada. And one local book specifically, one local chain of books, uh, which I believe don't let you uh, bet there, um, they were the one sort of their lobby was preventing that because they know as soon as that happens, they're toast. Um, is that accurate? Yes, I would say it is. Sure. Um, you know, uh, I don't know how it's going to in New Jersey. Most people don't even know this. And it's amazing how it works to pay and collect. People don't even realize this. You go to the Golden Nugget, and there's three or four different online operators represented at the cage there. You go to Caesars. I think there's seven different sports books at Caesars. People don't know this. There's seven different you know, sports books that are represented at Caesars. So that's how you pay and collect. So I don't know. Which operator here in town is going to um, allow? Because let's face it, people want to come in. They, they don't want to send bank wires. They want to put cash up. They want to get cash after the day's up. So uh, I like. I'm very interested to see how people are going to pay and collect here too. Yeah, should be. Uh, it's all going to be fascinating. The, the, the world is changing quickly, and all for the good. Uh, by the way, if you had bet that 31 and a half in the Isner over. Matt, if in the Isner match over, if you had that available to you in in match, you would already be guaranteed a winner because it's a five four on serve in nice. the third and final set. That's how quickly it happens when it's John Isner playing. We'll come back more unscripted with the Crack Man on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game with Gil Alexander. Numbers game proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. By the way, this week between the Kentucky Derby and the Preakness, the Triple Crown is still the main topic of conversation on the Ron Flatter Racing Pod, the RFRP. Steve Kornacki of NBC News talks about his successful pick of Medina Spirit in the Derby, and he looks forward to next week's Preakness. So does trainer Mike McCarthy, who sends his Colt Rombauer to race in the second jewel of the Triple Crown. South Point's Chrissy Andrews will handicap for the weekend races the Ron Flatter Racing Pod. Available for download Friday at vsin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. It is sponsored by First Bet. He's got Kornacki on there. You know who that is, Jason. That's the uh, that's the guy on MSNBC who's in front of the board. Who makes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I know who that is. Yeah. yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah, he had Medina Spirit. Uh, I think his horse got scratched, and he's like, ah, oh well, since my horse got scratched, I'm gonna go Medina Spirit. <laughs> haven't seen him since the election. Like, uh, uh, you haven't seen him since when? It's the election. Oh yeah, no, he was on there. Full horse racing coverage. Uh, we get tweets at beating the book. Always appreciated, and uh, we get some here from. Uh, Gary Philly, I agree with the Marlins play, Gil, but I like the sweeping dog Phillies to squeeze past the Brewers. Momentum trumps Woodruff's numbers here, I think. Best wishes. Best wishes to you as well. It should be noted, though, the handle is Gary underscore Philly, so he sounds like a homer. So I don't know. Gary, you might be right. We shall see. James McIver, Bill Krakenberger, by the way, with us, at Bill Crackman with the K. The name of his podcast, Wise Cracks, with John Orlando and Bill Krakenberger, wherever podcasts are distributed. Bill, this one's for you, James McIver. What are your thoughts on the sports on sports betting coming to Florida? 
Yeah, uh, I actually, I, I seen the tweet. Thanks for it. Uh, you know, it's going to bring a lot of money to Florida, but I hope it's more than just the hard rock, which is Tampa and Hollywood represented. I just hope that they have more competition than just one. I don't know who the operator is going to be. Uh, I'll tell you one thing. Most people didn't even think it was on the on the table to come to Florida. So this is a real big step. It's a giant step. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens down there. I like to go to Florida once a year. My brother lives in Florida. So uh, let's see what happens here. And I know one thing. Once they see, listen, they have everything else there. We talked about this last week with the High Lion stuff when we were kids. They have every every other form of gambling there. Poker rooms now with no limit. They had they changed that. It was a hundred dollar cap in the beginning. There's casinos everywhere. There's horse racing everywhere. It was only a matter of time they they, they got sports betting. So uh, I just hope it's done properly, and I hope they uh, again I hope it's done responsibly. And uh, I'm sure there's going to be a, a ton of different companies vying for trying to get in Florida. Trust me, it's one of the fastest growing states in America and uh, probably will continue to be so. Let, let me ask that a different way. Let's ask sure. it the other way. What's the last state in the union to have sports betting? Uh, the last state. Mm, boy. In other words, is there, there going to be one holdout forever? Yeah, there'll probably be the uh, the left states there, the California, the Oregon. Well, I shouldn't say that they have they've they've had some talks already, uh, but I, I just don't know if they're ready to go full fledged sports betting. Now they have gambling, of course. They have the card rooms and and different things. And uh, you know, I'm sure when the money's right, they'll 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 do it. I mean, uh, it seems like California's losing a lot of residents, losing a lot of tax money. So maybe they'll they'll find a way to fill that void with sports betting. But uh, from what I'm hearing and stuff, it's it's kind of the northeastern states also so and yeah. then there's a Biden. you know you have like some of the states that are uh you know i don't want to say bible belt but you, you do have some of the states that are old school old-fashioned states that you know uh, don't have a need for it yet anyway uh, you know but then again look you know i've seen uh tennis like i see the numbers out of these new states in the south and you know people are gonna eventually say you know we can raise a lot of tax money by the some of these states taxes what a difference like you'll have new jersey i don't know the exact numbers so don't really quote me but uh, around 10 percent. i think it's less actually though 10 percent of tax money compared to a state like pennsylvania where it's 37 percent, 36.9 i think uh this this is just the only reason why you would be there as a sports book is just for branding because you're really not going to make no money if you have to give 30 percent of your profits away to, uh, to, uh, in taxes so uh interesting yeah utah texas i mean a whole bunch of them uh still uh out oh, yeah. there and uh some of those will inevitably will you know will never have them uh, for their own reasons but uh uh, the, the count continues to get higher and higher. By the way, uh, six six is going to a tiebreaker in the third set. What a surprise! A John Isner match that goes to a third set tiebreaker. Aces twenty six to nothing in favor of John Isner. Just to give you an idea, uh, nice case study to have during the show today. Here are my baseball bets. Uh, just a reminder as we uh, as we go to break. Uh, Brewers minus one fifteen over the Phillies. Um, I actually got it a few cents more than that. Marlins minus 137 against Madison Bumgarner and the D-backs. I'm sorry, Mad Bum. You've given me so many thrills over the years, but I'm fading away uh, against Mad Bum, despite his uh, his recent seven-inning no-no. We'll come back more unscripted with the crack man. Anything that's on his mind, and by the way, any questions you have, hit us up at Beating the Book. Uh, crack will do his best to answer them as well. There's another one out here, Bill, that I'll have to get to. I'm not even sure what it means, but we'll try our best. Coming back on a numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. 
Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. A Numbers Game proudly brought to you, of course, by BetMGM Nevada. Uh, by the way, you know that our Visa experts covering every sport on the board this spring to find the best bets every day. Now's a great time to invest then in your long-term betting success. That follows. We provide all the tools you need to make the most informed bet every time, even if that means telling you when not making a bet is your best option. Our 24-7 video coverage, data and analysis on Visa.com, daily members-only best bet emails, <clears throat> pardon me, and in-depth coverage of every major event and point spread weekly is designed to improve your sports success year-round so your bankroll lasts longer and you can increase your sports betting IQ. Learn from our experience and put our team to work for you today with our Visa 10-day free trial at Visa.com slash subscribe. That's vison.com slash subscribe. We get tweets at meeting the book as we go back to unscripted with Bill Crackman. Uh, James McIver, who was answering his own question, he said, people seem to uh, people seem to chime in on that question. Who, what's going to be the last state to have sports betting? Uh, James McIver said Utah, which is my guess. Chris Heath, California for sure going to be the last. Mark Geiger, Utah and Hawaii allow no gambling, lottery, or horses, never will allow sports betting. Matt at, uh, what is it, uh, Matt May 11. Wisconsin will be the last state. Complicated agreements with the tribes and split legislature mean that neither side wants to let the other win. Uh, J-Law, Texas will be one of the last. Our lieutenant governor will not let the people of Texas have a chance to vote on casino or sports gambling. And then Coach Brian on the Isner match even bought at 34 and a half. And what do you know, winner, winner, chicken dinner. Glad you could win, even if I couldn't bet it. All right, crack. Uh, you got a lot on your mind. What's up? Yeah, I, I was saying uh, off air to Gil, I had some things to talk about. I wanted to, uh, I'm going to talk about some of the tweets I've, I have uh, retweeted or put up the last couple of days. Uh, I find them important. Um, there's a guy, I don't know who he is, Alex France, F R E N T Z. He tweeted something, Spanky retweeted it with some comments. It's about the perhead industry, and it's what's happened over the last decade where. You know, years ago, you had certain sports books that were the, the you know, the, the Pinnacles, the Chris's, the, the Bet Onlines, the, the big ones in the world, Five Dimes. And then you had all these other ones that were startups and maybe were swallowed up by the Chris's of the world. Well, now you, that has gone wayside. And now you have all these new PPHs, which that means it's a paperhead shop. And they're ones that uh, for five or ten dollars a week. You can now become a bookmaker, sending money to an offshore site, and now having uh, just sit down in a poker game with the Bellagio and call yourself a bookmaker, and you give them an account, and they can they'll actually make up a skin for you, you know, uh, betwithjoe.com. I mean, just you know, be given a, a fake name, but and now you'll give them as your customer, you'll give them that spot, and that has run rampant in the whole entire industry. There's no one calling up anymore and saying, hey, Joe, it's uh, 10 to ten to 7. Uh, give me a rundown. That doesn't happen no more. Now you have that bookmaker giving their business to an offshore site and the offshore site writing the business. Most of it's done on the Internet, but there is still call-ins with 800 numbers, but they write all the business for you. Uh, you do your own paying and collecting, and uh, they do most of the work for you, like I said. So what that has done to guys like me and, and well, Spanky, is uh, everyone's a bookmaker. So people just don't pay. And there was an example of this person who put his tweet up, uh, and, and it was – 
hey, uh, thank you very much for the, the you know, I have a balance of $6,300. And uh, after you sent me $730 last week, now the guy says, uh, I, I sent you $200, brother. I should be getting graduation money this weekend, so I'll send you what I can. So here you have a, a graduate guy graduating but is a Fugazi bookmaker because of the PPH industry. So Spanky's <laughs> comment was, yeah, yeah. So, so, so here you have Spanky actually commented, this is so sad. The pay-per-head industry has allowed everyone to become a bookmaker, even the snot-nosed college kid who needs to wait for mommy's graduation money to settle a small figure. Know your bookmaker, ask around, get references. Don't let these kind of people tarnish your, you know, your business. But he's a, he's 100% right. Well, not even your business, though, because I don't want to use that because I want to use it for the average Joe out there that's looking for a bookmaker. And, you know, listen, you, you play with the big boys, play with the, you're, you're in a jurisdiction now, probably that has gambling right there, sports betting, legal sports betting right where you are. Uh, and plus, you're going to get a nice bonus. I always like to throw that in. But these PPHs out there, they have ruined it for a lot of people. I mean, it's not like it was 20 years ago. 20 years ago, the, the customer didn't pay. Well, it's the opposite now. The bookmakers doesn't pay. If if I had all the money I've been stiffed for the last 30 years from bookmakers, I probably would get into something else. Yeah, that's right. I get into something. Seven figures. Yeah, it, it's ridiculous. You know, uh, but, you know, the chances you take, too, if I didn't first start in the 90s by uh, t sending 500 bucks to two spots, uh, and take that chance, I wouldn't be where I was today, too. So it's it's a two-headed coin, I, I understand. But let me, let me ask, I, this, let me ask you honestly. When, sure. When you, when, you, uh, when you talk about that paperhead story, and yep. and you, you know, oh, I have my graduation money, I'll pay you when I get this money or whatever, you know. And it's just, like, you have to chuckle because it's so ridiculous. But it's like, what, at what point does your sympathy for the player end and your... You know, because what you're doing is a nice service, just, you know, warning to people like, hey, like, be smarter about this. Don't play. Right. Don't do this. But at, like, at what point does your sympathy end? Because we're all human, right? And does your admonishment begin, right, where you're like, you should know better than to do than to play with, with something that's, you know, going to be shaky if you win anyway, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I haven't done that in many, many years. But uh, and, you know, Spanky's right. He wants people to post up with him. <laughs> he wants, you know, you have an account, you post up with me, he says on Twitter. Uh, it, it's it's just the, it's the state of the industry. It's uh, every everyone could be a bookmaker now. I mean, and, and then what happens is you call that 800 number and you say, hey, uh, my bookmaker didn't pay me here. What should I do? And they'll say we're not responsible. We just write the business. We, we don't even know. In, in, in some cases, they don't even know who that is. Someone just sends a, a Western Union offshore with a thousand bucks because they give him 10 accounts for, uh, you know, 20 yeah. weeks of and you don't even know who it is. Again, Gil, we're talking about something here on this network that probably no one else can. Well, and, just, and, uh, and I'm glad we bring it up because, you know, it's, it's not something I would have I would have thought to bring up. But I you forget. Right. Because we're so close to the sun on this. You forget yeah. that there are people who are naive out there. And we'll, you know, we'll just haphazardly be like, okay, I'll, I'll bet with this right here. Um, this is, we should say, this is one of the good things about legalized bookmaking, right? This is the, yep. this is the single biggest, greatest thing is that you can expect, in most cases, for you to get paid on, you know, you make a bet, you win a bet, you get your money. Um, that's the tacit agreement. And so that's... You know, in a perfect world, that's what happens. And so hopefully, uh, you know, it's good that you bring it up, though, because it is a cautionary tale of people still do this stuff. 
And that's what I was saying before. It's like, at what point, you know, you want to, you say it as a kind warning, like, hey, don't do this. There's a better way to, to bet. Uh, on the other hand, you know, you, we're human and you're like, hey, you can't be this naive. You can't be this stupid. Like, at some point, I can't, I can't have sympathy for you anymore. So that's a check mark in the legalized bookmaking column. Big one. Let's put it that way. Uh, we'll come back more with the crack man. Wise Cracks with John Orlando and Bill Krakenberger is the name of the podcast, wherever podcasts are distributed. It's a numbers game at Visa and the Sports Betting Network. to a numbers game with Gil Alexander. Join the sports betting excitement with BetMGM and you can win $100 for a $1 wager on either the Lakers or Clippers to hit a three. Just use bonus code VSIN100 get in the ring with the king of sportsbooks so that you can turn game time into showtime. Simply download the app or go to BetMGM.com for more details and use promo code VSIN100. New customer offer, paid and free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia only. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly and and if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF-IN-IOWA. in Iowa. In Tennessee, call or text the red line at 800-889-9789. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Uh, it's Gil Alexander. Um, don't forget, uh, Andy's on the under in the Canucks game uh, as well. Hockey, that was our one hockey play. Um, and I should mention this because we get so wrapped up in bets that we make and bets in this case that I recommended the over uh, in match on the Isner game total that I hope people cashed in on. And we're so close to our bets. We don't even step back and just comment on what has just happened. And John Isner, the American with a, a tiebreak winner over Andre Rublev, one of the best players in the world, a day after he staved off a match point and won a tiebreaker against Roberto uh, Bautista Agut. So just really amazing back-to-back wins for Isner. That serve seems to be in opponent's heads. It's tremendous. Good for him. Uh, Bill Crackman, everybody. Bill Krakenberger. Wise Cracks with John Orlando, Bill Krakenberger. That's the podcast. Kind enough to join us. Second hours on Thursdays here on a numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Um, so there's the, there's the PPH comment you wanted to make. You wanted to send out that cautionary tale. What else? Yep. Uh, well, talking about this introduced promoter, the podcast Wisecracks. So this week we had a guest that I was probably against, but my people and five of them all said, "No, oh, she's got 1.2 million followers. You gotta have her up there." But let's let's uh, uh, porn star Kendra Lust, who's now in the UFC. Uh, she has a podcast. She's a UFC person. And uh, we had that we had her on, and she was fantastic. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, not that I was against her. I just, you know, I'm, I'm very old school, Gil. I don't curse. I'm, uh, I have some old values, and uh, I, well, I'm sorry, I do curse, but just not on air or anything. So um, I, I was kind of like, ah, oh, you know, it's kind of not really what we do. But 
she's in the UFC now that that she has a, a lot of things going on in the UFC and life and she was fantastic so and she's got 1.2 million followers so uh, anyway just wanted to throw that along there one of one of John Orlando's finds <laughs> she's she's not uh, I, first of all I'm unfamiliar with her work uh, she's, yeah, me too. She's, was, not, she's not a she's yeah. not betting sports, is she? That wasn't the angle, was it? She does bet. Oh. Absolutely, she bets. Oh okay. yeah, she's a gambler. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, so she she talked about that and kind of surprised me. Um, she absolutely bets. She loves boxing. She loves UFC, and uh, she does a, a pretty uh, successful podcast uh, about the UFC. And that's the that was the angle we had. But of course we. Can't help talk about, but talk about porn a little bit, and it's just not uh, normally what I do. But well, it was, uh, it was fun. As let's I blush here. let's stop right there, Bill, because I think this is yeah. where I'm supposed to stop and ask questions. What did you oh. talk about regarding that industry? Because I will tell you that on my Beating the Book podcast years yeah. ago, I want to say it was 2012, and this I wonder if you could still find it. I too had an adult film star on the podcast. In fact, I remember the oh. episode. It was Mark Spears, who now works at ESPN, who, who used to work at Yahoo at the time. It was a it was two guests on the podcast. First, I interviewed Spears. We had this big exchange about analytics in basketball and not. We got into it. And then I had an adult film star, and we actually got into the economics of that industry. And it was wildly fascinating wildly fascinating. This is like 2012. What did you discuss with uh, Miss Lust, Miss Kendra Lust? Yeah, the the uh, transition was a question I asked her. How was it? How are you able to transition from the adult entertainment industry over to the, the UFC? And uh, also uh, she's very charitable and and uh, raising money for charities and, and uh, has some old school values herself. But, uh, the, you know, there's so much money in this. They have this which is called like a fans page or a fans only. I think it was called. I don't know anything about this. I only I just fans. know that I, only, only fans. fans. Yes. Oh, how, 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 how do you know that? But anyway, I'll tell you why. So, I'll tell you why. <laughs> I see what you did there. I'll tell you why I know this because my girlfriend tells me all the time that there's a lot of reality stars. Like I'm like, oh, what happened to all these people that were used to be on 90 Day Fiance, for instance, right? Because oh, she yeah. loves that show. Um, yeah. They all gravitate now during the pandemic to that. And that's how they're making right. all their money, I oh, guess. So I can't believe how much money, Gil. Yes, that's uh, what and that's what she impresses upon me. She's like, no, you don't understand how much money. I have a friend uh, whose girlfriend, fiance, is uh, a fans only page person, and <laughs> fans only. She, <laughs> You're like my only mom, fans. Gil. Sorry. Gil, oh, which side yeah. are the Redskins on? Like we're at a Bullets right. game. She's like, which side are the Redskins on? <laughs> right. That's you. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but. She makes conservatively fifteen thousand a month. I was like, "What? Fifteen thousand a month?" And she's not even wildly popular. Like I was going to say, that I've, ninety day fiance stuff. I've heard way know. more than that. Yeah, fifteen thousand. Yeah. That's a pittance for goodness' she's sake. Making nothing. Anyway, I, I find it kind of interesting. And uh, but but she was great though. So I wanted to talk about that. Now I want to get into uh, the Kentucky Derby. And maybe you can help me with this skill because, you know, I'm not really a horse race guy because my brain won't get past the the big payout, uh, the big takeouts of the racetracks. Uh, right. So last be week's before, derby, before you continue on yep. that, let me just say yep. for the record, I am All somewhat right. saddened that we have to move on from that last subject. But please oh. go ahead. Yes. All right. Go Sorry. ahead. Yeah. Um, if I'm understanding this right, though, uh, last week's Derby, like the Exacta, paid $250. I think it paid $500 for $2, but $250 for a dollar. But yet here in town, who didn't have the contractual with 
uh, Kentucky Derby, the you know the, the the racetrack Churchill, they only paid a cap of 150. So this is what I was told from a guy that actually hit this race, and actually he hit the Superfecta, which actually paid over 9,400, but yet he only got 1,500 here in town. So now this is already a 25% watered down pool. Yeah. Now you have to bet into it and take another 40% out. Yeah, that's a good gamble. I mean, this is uh, unbelievable that they have uh, capped at 150 bucks. such a big race with all these horses. Now, I understand there has to be some protection for maybe a little house. But, you know, these big corporations and big casinos that are booking the race, I mean, honestly, if you're betting it, shame on you. If you're betting a long shot, you you know you're not getting paid full price. Um, there's someone in my building that I discussed down at the pool last night. He boxed five horses and spent 60 bucks he said he boxed five horses and he hit he hit the exacta but he only got half you know 40 percent less than and what he should Brilliant. so i said to him yeah well, why are you spending 60 dollars if the most you can get back is 300 so really you're only getting five to one on a ticket i mean this is just total degen kind of stuff i mean but but i mean i think that's the way now i could be wrong and if i am wrong i'm apologize to the operators here in town but i don't think i'm wrong i think they had caps on uh i don't know if anyone talked about this on the network they or did. You did they or, did have caps oh. because of the whole you know it's the whole paramutual it's it's the churchill downs versus the sports books argument that has gone on for a few years now i don't purport to understand it as much as the horse people do but essentially they've been in this you know years long now it's multiple years i think it's a year and a half two years no let me not get crazy but where you know books here are forced to book on their own and yes, they do cap the winnings as a result of this different economic structure, if you will. Wow. So, so you, I mean, you're you're telling me that this kid, this guy, Alan, got paid fifteen hundred instead of ninety four hundred. That's one customer. I, I just, I think it's sickening. I really do. I think it's sick. But then again. Maybe it's the customer's fault. You guys are betting this stuff. You're betting. Well, why are you is, even betting yeah. a, a, a superfecta? You know you're going to be capped at fifteen hundred, and now these things pay a ton of money. I mean, it, it, it's. I'm not just blaming the operator. It's the customer's yeah. fault. So don't be betting long. This shots. is what I was you know? asking you about the PPH conversation before. Like, at what point does your sympathy end? And you're like, right. look, I can, I can, you know, what's the expression? Lead you to water, but I can't make you drink it. Like, at some point, it's, it's, it's. You know, why are you betting with this person? Yeah, interesting, interesting. So you're, you're. I didn't think of that aspect of it, really. You know, you, you know what happens here. You, you, you know the industry. You should know the industry a little bit. But um, you know, you, you got to be careful. You got to be careful with all gambling. It's hard enough to win, and now you have to win a second time. I mean, it's ridiculous. It, yeah. it really is. It's you have to win and get paid. I under, I understand the reason why. Uh, but by the way, I, I'm not just going to pick on the PPH guys. I've been screwed for hundreds of thousands from supposedly legitimate sports books back in the 90s. Aces Gold went out of business. It was a giant sports book. Look at WSCX, World Sports Exchange. They were on 60 minutes, 60 minutes. Yeah. The next day, they got 14,000 new customers the next day after 60 minutes. So they're on really safe for one day. Next day they come on, the three guys that own the, the World Sports Exchange, I don't know what happened there. I know a few years later they were out of business screwing customers out of millions and millions of dollars. And I'll tell you right now, I, I was one of the guys that got screwed out from, from a lot of these big companies and corporations. But, again, I had to take my chance back then. Um, you know, only the strong have survived now this. I'm not taking anything away from the, the operators that are – 
currently there. I mean, we have an operator offshore now that's as big, if not bigger, than many of the corporations here in the United States. So uh, let, let's not kid ourselves. Does the strong have survived? Yeah, uh, the strong have. And, and and as you know, Bill, some of us even have uh, problems getting paid out on, on, you know, things that we've been the last couple of yeah, years. The, at, at, the brick uh, and mortars. At brick and mortars. Yeah. yeah. So there's that as well. That's the racket yeah. we're in. That's yeah, just how this the, is. This is the yeah. like the Godfather. This is the life we've chosen. I yeah. believe me. I have been often reminded in the last year. You know that scene in uh, in Casino where uh, it's in Robert De Niro playing. Uh, you know, it was supposed to be lefty, rusting. Yeah, it's supposed to be Lefty Rosenthal, really, right? But yep. Robert De Niro's in yep. his office, and and the sheriff comes in town, and he goes, yep. "Don't forget, um, you're our guest." Right. Right. You're all just our guests. You're all just our guests. <laughs> That's my life the last year. Let me just. Uh, That's right. I'll just leave that. I'll just leave that right. for another day. Uh, thank you, Bill. Appreciate it as always. Thank you. Bill Krakenberger, everybody. At Bill Crackman with the K. Wisecracks, the name of the podcast. Wherever it's distributed, by the way, mine, beating the book. That NFL draft pod sure went over well. That was fun. Uh, good luck with all your bets. Lombardi line next right here at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. 